Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck in Year 17. Jay said all last week, give the Bills enough credit. Key, are you ready to give the Buffalo Bills the credit they so richly deserve? Yeah, no one circles the wagon quite like the Buffalo Bills. There's the credit. <laughs> no, they did. They they did. They look, man. They did what the Baltimore Ravens did to Kansas City. They answered the bell. They couldn't beat them in the past, and they certainly did go out there in a 38 to 20 victory. And Josh Allen played lights out. Uh, Josh Allen was uh, a guy over a little bit over 300 yards, counted for five touchdowns, two on the ground, three in the air. There's the credit right there. They're going to be at the top of the heat when it comes to the classes in the AFC. They're going to be right there with the Chargers. They're going to be right there with the with, as a Buffalo Bills. Uh, then you got the Baltimore Ravens. You know, if Cleveland can figure out the quarterback situation and get him to play play right, they'll be right there with them. So when you start to look at those teams in the AFC, it'll shake itself out. It'll start to things will start to unfold. You know, it's so much like I get the Bills designed were designed to beat the Chiefs, the Ravens, isn't that? But so much of it does come down to, to me, quarterback play has been elevated. Lamar Jackson played the best he's played against Mahomes. So did Josh Allen. So did Justin Herbert, by the way. Are these guys catching up to Mahomes? Is that what's going on? Is the gap shrinking in, in, among these AFC quarterbacks? The distance between Mahomes and the next guy? Lamar, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Key, what do you think? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say is shrinking. Kansas City is just in a little bit of a funk right now. Um, these other guys are playing well, and Kansas City's a bit of a funk. Their defense isn't playing well. Defense is giving up the goods. Defense surrendered 38 points yesterday. Okay? You can't win football games doing that because you're not going to always score 40, even though you have a prolific, high-powered offense. That is undoubtedly true, but I do notice that you single out, like, look, who's of all these teams, who's the team that doesn't have special quarterback play? We just discussed. It's the Browns, right? Yeah, It's Cleveland, and that's why when you think of Cleveland, you're like – if you put a little better – not look, Baker's a good quarterback, but if you put a great quarterback on that team, we'd all be like, oh, my God, that's the team to beat, right? It's just surprising the way he finished last season because he finished last season on a pretty high note. Yeah, he's good. I mean, no, he didn't finish last season good. He finished last season pretty great for Baker Makers, like, Stanfield perspective, right? Like, for a guy who was drafted, where he was drafted, like, last year towards the end, you, you were thinking coming into this offseason that if he can play the way he played the second portion – of last season, that this is a team that can win a Super Bowl. He just hasn't hit that mark. He hasn't, but it does beg the question. The Bills do have Josh Allen. The Chargers do have Justin Herbert. The Ravens do have Lamar Jackson. The Chiefs do have Patrick Mahomes. Who is the best team in the AFC? Who's the best team? Right now, I would say say it's the Buffalo Bills and then the Chargers. One and two, I agree, but who's three and four? Baltimore's oh, probably Baltimore three, City. and then Kansas City, Cleveland get flop in that four spot. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, I, I would go Kansas right. City over Cleveland just because I think in those big moments Patrick Mahomes will come through. See what I'm saying? But See that defense, we... that defense is just so 
suspect that it'll give up the goods too fast. Fair. At this moment in the season, I agree with that. I think Kansas, I think Kansas City is going to be okay. I think Kansas City is about to reel off a whole bunch of wins. Yeah, but well, this moment, I can't keep saying that, though, uh, Max. Well, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be going to reel off a bunch of wins. Well, they just dropped three of their last four. Okay, yeah. they played the Washington football team, the Titans, and the Giants their next three. I get it, but they just dropped three out of four, man. All right. I, I think I think this t- I, that was not unpredictable. Like in in these past couple seasons, the Chiefs have squeaked out some early season wins against some of these teams, and these teams have improved a little bit, and the quarterbacks have improved a little bit, and some of those squeaky wins turned into squeaky losses. But you're still like how, like at, by the end of this season, how many wins the Chiefs have? Key. Last year, you say? No, this year. By the end of this year, we got a 17 Oh, by the end schedule. of the season? Yeah. What, what's their record now? They're, They're two and three. Two and three. Two and three. Two and three. I'd, give them, I'd give them uh, 11 wins. 11. I'm thinking more like 13. I think they win 12, maybe 13 that. games. Well, they still got to see the Chargers again. Yep. It depends on what Denver looks like. And then if the Raiders somehow... They haven't seen the Raiders yet, and somehow if the Raiders players get out of the funk that they was in yesterday after the Gruden news. Mm-hmm. I don't um, know if they all will. Well, we'll see. If they can get out of the funk, which I doubt that, like you said, I, I doubt it because this story, is as much as people want it to go away, it ain't going away. It won't go away in the locker room. So that's still going to affect what the Raiders and how they think. Um, they Then you still got to think about the Packers they play. Uh, I think they got Dallas, and who else do they play? Yeah, they get, get yeah Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. They got Pittsburgh in week sixteen. Cincinnati's not a gimme anymore. Cincinnati is not a gimme. Well, not really, but but I mean, like that's what they're I mean. an eleven win. They're an eleven win team, man. Look yeah. at look at the teams they play. The quarterbacks, especially in the AFC, have been ascending. And by the way, this why why was Cincinnati in the game yesterday? And they they had three wins before. They have a real quarterback. They got the there's better quarterback play. And I think maybe the gap Mahomes is the best, but the gap between the Mahomes Rogers level and some of these other guys has shrunk. You're just making the bet based upon history that their defense is going to get better, even though it's looked really bad. Yeah, the last couple it's years is really what bad. happened. Last couple years, I, I go back to 2018, guys. Do you remember how high flying that offense was in the Rams offense? And but the Rams were the considered the best team. The Patriots won the Super Bowl in the end, but the Rams were considered the best team because they also had a defense. The Chiefs' defense was awful, but by the end of the year, it was all right. It was okay, you know. It was all right. Look, if they get in the tournament, they're going to be a tough out because they've been there before. They yeah. know what it takes to get to the Super Bowl. I'm not counting Kansas City out by no stretch of imagination, but when you drop three of the last four in the way that they've dropped them because of the defensive side of the ball. And that defense isn't easy to fix. You know, every week we're going to keep saying they're going to get better, they're going to get better, they're going to get better. At some point, it ain't going to be that. It's going to be a real problem. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think the, the consensus is the Bills are number one. And then either Chargers or Ravens, I would say, right? Maybe at this moment, Chargers, Chargers. that could flip-flop. Chargers are, Chargers are pretty good, man. Pretty good. Chargers yeah, are pretty but good. They, them, them trees get going, them big old mm. tall Tall drink of waters, ain't that what they say? Yeah. Them tall yeah. drink of water. Tall drink of water. But the Buffalo Bills, though, they, they went into KC. Man, you know how hard it is to go into Arrowhead and win? And like that, too. It wasn't close. And, and like that. Yeah. It's so hard to go into Arrowhead and win. There's a reason. It, it's a reason for that. They have home field advantage throughout. 
Chester and Buffalo. Who's the best team in the AFC? Let's see what Chester has to say from Buffalo. I wonder what he's going to say. Yeah, so we talk. Hey, what's up? Yeah, Chester. what's up, Chester? So, uh, Bills, we're talking about all about Josh Allen, but if we talk about the Bills' defense, like I mean, they are shutting people out these yep. days. Yeah, they they in the Chester, they, they I... spent they spent their draft resources getting thick up front. Like a bunch of guys they can throw at you from the front seven, and they keep coming. I, I, uh, I'm i a believer in their defense now. Just because they blanked Miami and Houston, I needed to see something, and they showed me something against Kansas City, mm-hmm. that they are for real. Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier, or better yet, just Leslie Frazier, not even Sean McDermott, because Leslie Frazier's calling the defense, and that's what he does extremely well. And, and you can tell – that that defense has now gotten better each year that he's been the defensive coordinator. Uh, my, that's what I was saying last week. I'm saying, hey, look, it, it's one thing that they beat Miami and Houston, but how they beat them mattered. Like, they pummeled them, 35 nothing, 45 nothing. Like, I sat there and watched Miami score 17 on the Bucks defense the other day. Mm-hmm. Right? And I know the Bucks obviously have issues with their secondary and stuff, but if we're talking about them as a title contender, then you have to put respect on the Buffalo's defense for the ability to lock them down like that. Yeah, and they, they don't have to bring extra guys because they have a bunch of guys who can get after the passer. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike.
I was on a flight back from Vegas, took JetBlue so I could watch football, and uh, that was the early game I watched, Packers and... and uh, what a game. Bengals, and I got to tell you, the feeling I got, welcome in Dan Orlovsky to the show, the What's feeling up, I got, Dan, was that Joe Burrow was going to win that game. Mm-hmm. Like, and, th- and then when, when they start missing field goals and chance after chance, I was like, oh, this is one of those games. You know, Joe Burrow is the kind of guy who's going to take advantage. I was actually surprised he threw that pick when he did. Yeah. I thought, here come the Bengals. This is going to be their big moment. Yeah, that pick's uh, miscommunication between him and Boyd. They do such a good job in the middle of the field. Tyler Boyd often just runs an option route. He's got three different options. Miscommunication. I agree. I I had gone into the game and took Cincinnati. I thought Cincinnati would win the game, especially with Jair Alexander out. Cincinnati did a lot of really, really, really good things. I hated the third and five call, which is the third down before the first missed field goal. Third and five in that moment, your quarterback and receiver Jamar Chase were like so kind of Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers-ish that I would say players over plays. I want to, hey, Joe, make us right. If we're going to win the game, it's going to be because you two go make a play. And I feel like we're, as a football community, changing the way that we say we're in field goal range. A 56-yard field goal is, is, hey, yeah, sure, he can kick it, but that's not ideal field goal range. And so I didn't like that third down call. Um what was the idea that, that like, worst come to worst, we'll pick up a couple yards and at least we're not going to turn the ball over? Like, well, I don't yeah. even get it. Yeah, I mean, you're thinking, well, well, worst case scenario, we call a pass, Joe gets sacked, and then that 56-yard kick or 57-yard kick becomes a 60-yard kick or whatnot. But I think in that moment, you just got to trust those two players to be right and, and to, to make the right play. And if it's an incompletion, it's an incompletion. But if you get another first down – then you're continuing to control how far that kick actually is. All right, that all being said, because I think, think Cincinnati's a really good football team. The third and 16th throw from Aaron Rodgers to Randall Cobb mm. is, the, is one of the best throws I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers make, and I've seen 100 that's the best throw I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers make. You know what I'm saying? Like, that throw is absolutely out of this. I don't think people understand how hard of a throw that is. He's at his own 40. He's throwing it to the opposite 30. So it's a 30-yard throw, and his arm, his hand is getting hit literally the moment the ball is getting released. I have no idea how he's able to get it. That, look, how is he able to throw the ball far enough and accurate enough? It's... If we are going to say the throw against San Francisco a couple weeks ago, the throw in the Super Bowl, the driver, or, or Greg Jennings, excuse me, down the middle of the field, the throw to Cook against the – it's one of the best throws because Cincinnati on that play does everything right, everything, mm, mm, and it's still mm. not good enough. Dan, is, 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 are the Cleveland Browns in trouble? Can they, can they, can they advance – Deep in deep run into the playoffs with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. I think so. I think the Browns could win a Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield. Um, you know, this is not the week to say, well, is Baker Mayfield replaceable? And all those that kind of the question marks attached to him. He threw for over 300 yards. I think Baker Mayfield's really good. And to your point, Key, I said this, I think like the week of the Chiefs game, I said the only question that will be asked about Baker Mayfield for the rest of the year is. When we are down in the fourth quarter in a one-possession game, can you put the team on your back to go win? And he's had two moments this year to do it, and he's 0 for 2. And that's just facts over feelings. You know, Dan, Dan, I was at the game yesterday. So, you know, when we could see the game from that that view up top and you're sitting there and you're you're sitting in – I'm sitting in my seat and 
and I'm watching the game, and I'm looking at, you know, I'm analyzing and whatnot, and I'm watching guys break free and open, and I'm watching him go to the wrong reads in this situation at the end of the game. I'm watching with my own damn eyes. I'm looking at it, and I'm saying to myself, if they get into those situations, just like you just said, yeah, they're going to be in trouble. Yeah, I and I that's the question. And until he answers it different, that question is going to constantly follow him. Like, key the deep ball to Injoku. I think it's the second or third last play of the game. Yeah. He throws that bomb to Njoku, I believe. OBJ's uh-huh. running wide open. On a deep crosser. Yeah, on the deep crosser. On the He's deep crosser. I'm sitting there. Yeah. Pre-snap read, I'm the quarterback. And I'm saying to myself, OBJ, okay, he's climbing. OBJ's yeah. getting ready to break open. He's getting ready to break. Oh, what the hell is he doing? Yeah, yeah and then I how think, come they can't get on the same page? Well, yeah, I mean, that's been the story, right? I, I, I've, I've kind of phrased it like this, Jay. As a quarterback, often it's I get the play, um, or I get the play call, this is my play, now where are my players? And it seems that when OBJ is on the field, I, it, Baker's mind goes, I get, I get the play, where are my players, and this is the play call. Kind of, the, He reverses that, and he oftentimes locks into OBJ. And then I felt like yesterday it was, I'm going to do as much as I can to not pay attention to OBJ it, it, or to try to not push that narrative. But I, I, you know what's so funny? It's so ahead. funny that you said that, Dan. So you know how you go and you talk to people, you see people after the game, and you talk to people. I'm not going to disclose who I spoke to. But I was speaking to somebody in the Cleveland Browns organization. And that narrative that you just said, that was the conversation. I'm going to do what they're telling me not to do, which is I'm going to deliberately not find OBJ to yeah. prove to people I don't need him to succeed. Yeah, and it's it's a fine line because – and I, I've had Baker's back, right, and I still do. I think he's really, really, really good. But he's got that personality. At least it seems to me it's like I, I'm I'm trying to be a people pleaser, right? Like I want everybody on my side, so to speak. And I think he reveres OBJ at such a high level, a rare air level, that he wants to do everything he can to make OBJ look at him the same way he looks at OBJ. Ah, you know what I'm saying? That I think, by the way, I've always thought that that once – that's a team of ballers. Once they look at Baker and think – and there was a question, is he a ball? I think that he is so scared to not to be looked at in exactly the yeah. way he said, like – He's not really a baller. Right. That he, but I don't think he has chemistry. I just don't think these two dudes have chemistry, period. I, I mean, eventually the, the results are what they are. We can't run from them anymore. We can't kind of describe the results are what they are. Um, again, I think he's really, really, really good. But to be fair and do the job until he answers the question, because what, the opposite team yesterday, Herbert, it was like, all right. Well, when you say really, really, really good, it's a lot of reallys. Correct. That, that's true about Josh Allen Correct. and Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson Patrick and Mahomes. obviously Patrick Mahomes. Right. You would put, I would not put Baker in that category. You can't until he answers that question. To, to enter rare air in this league, you have to be the guy that when your team is in that one possession game in the fourth quarter, we're good. And Baker hasn't answered that yet. I actually asked Hembo to look it up just because sometimes like when numbers match. In the fourth quarter, when it's a one-possession game, his QBR is 31st in the NFL. And that's from me, a guy who loves Baker and, got, and has had his back. The, it, it, the reality is what the reality is. Dan, Justin Herbert, there's just something so different about yes. him. I mean, obviously we've talked about him a ton. Yeah. But like, what, what did you see yesterday that just makes him – so unique. I think he's the most unflappable quarterback in football right now. 
And that's changing the narrative about the Los Angeles Chargers. That's why they're winning these close games. That's why when it's fourth and two with 10.36 to go in the third quarter on like your own 25-yard line, you go for it. And, and Brandon Staley, their head coach, has said, I'm going to go for it because I trust in my quarterback. I believe in my quarterback. And listen, there's a different. I believe in a lot of things. It doesn't mean I'm always going to you know, rely on them when it's, when it's in the moment. Um, and he does. And I think the greatest way I can describe Herbert is he plays with an extreme amount of cockiness or extreme amount of ego and zero cocky, you know, extreme amount of ego. You don't make this, these throws unless you got a giant ego, but he also doesn't get in the way, excuse me, or allow his ego to get in the way of doing the simple. You is, know he that, your, is he your MVP? He's, oh, he's the MVP right now. Yeah, he's the MVP. And you know what's the crazy thing is, so I call college football for ESPN, and I called Justin really? Herbert's game a couple years ago. Shut up, Keyshawn. Shut up, a couple years ago. Oregon on the road at Arizona. Arizona's defense was like 110th in the country. And Herbert was bad. He was bad. And I was calling the game going, you're supposed to be a top five pick. Take over a football game. Justin Herbert is doing th- He's like the Russell Westbrook, so to speak, of the NFL. Mm. So much better as a pro than he was in college. He never took games over like this in college. He takes games over right now. Um, yeah, he's the MVP of the NFL. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Uh What's the ceiling for Dak and the Cowboys? Oh, they can they can go to Super Dan Orlovsky, by the way, is who we're yeah. talking to. Yeah, yeah, they they can go to Super Bowl. I think they're the most consistent team in the NFL right now. The most consistent team. I know exactly what I'm going to get out of Dallas every single week. And the thing that makes them different than they have been in the past is when they don't play good because they did not play good yesterday. They can still win football games. You know when when their offense turns the ball over twice early on. And the Giants have a chance to go, oh, this is how you pull the upset. Their defense pitches a shutout. They get no points off two early turnovers. That's a big deal. People have talked about Dak Prescott and said, well, he looks like Drew Brees and he looks like Peyton Manning. Just remember who said that first this year. Um, (laughs) When you watch that touchdown pass to CeeDee Lamb, that looks like the Colts of the past. That looks like Peyton Manning of the past. Their offensive line could do whatever they want. Dak is operating at... Kind of the uh, the house money. All right, I'm at the line of scrimmage. You guys, I'll do whatever I want type of thing. Their defense is violent and it's fast. And quarterbacks, unless your wide receiver has elite ball skills, you have to stop throwing at Trayvon Diggs. You just have to. Because the ball skills are what is separating him from so many other corners. You know, and, and Ryan Clark and I were having this talk, I think two weeks ago, and RC was like, hey, man, this guy plays DB like wide receiver. And I was like, well, tell me a little bit about that. And he said, so often as a receiver or as a DB, you're taught in man coverage, get your eyes on the receiver. And he was like, I wouldn't want to coach him because in man coverage he keeps his eyes on the quarterback. And it's not burning him. And that's how he's making these interceptions is he's got he's playing like a wide receiver at DB. And unless your guy's got elite ball skills, the, the Keenan Allens of the world, man, you can't throw to him because he tracks the football so well. Talking to Dan Orlovsky on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. You got something for Danke? Yeah, I, if he stopped talking. Well, he's a guest. That's what he's supposed to do. You got four hours. Hey, buddy, Jay, I'm talking to Dan, not you. Okay, buddy, stay out of it, buddy. buddy. Hey, Dan, so I guess I got to slide over to your side, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Huh. Right? They, 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 they answered the call. They yeah. went into Kansas City, and they put opened up a can of you-know-what. 
How impressed were you with them? Dan, don't let him slide over to our side on Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been off Jay, yeah. shut no. up, hey, Jay. Hey, I'm hey, talking your to aggressive Dan. language is not going God. to prevent me from my conversation. Stay out of it. Yeah, I am here in studio with Dan. Yeah. I'm and like, I'm in my studio at the studio in L.A. Studio. Key, I was, um, I was less surprised by what the Bills did in comparison to me, me not being surprised that you were wrong again. Um, the Bills are the best football team in the NFL. I have said... They're the best football team in the NFL since week one. They're a blocked punt away from being 5-0. and I think they're as good, well-coached as anybody. When Josh Allen plays within structure, meaning, hey, coach calls this play and we're, we're just trying to look for a five-yard completion here. We don't need you to play hero ball. When you just play within structure and he is allowed to be creative, he's as unstoppable as any quarterback in the NFL. And that's kind of what you saw last night. Um, their their defense. I think Leslie Frazier. Now everyone's going to say, well, they play too high zone. Yes, but it's not like they just lined up and played the same too high zone. Key, you know this. They played cover two. Then they played Tampa yeah. two. Then they played yep. two carry. Yep. Then they played trap. Then they played cover four. You know, it's all these different versions of it. And I think that's the best coach team in the NFL conversation. Real quickly, I think the Chiefs right now are a bad football team. And until they stop doing things that bad football teams do, they'll continue to be a bad football team. They're worse than the NFL right now, 11 turnovers with the Jacksonville Jaguars. They got the worst scoring defense in the NFL. They, have, they give up 7.1 yards per play. To put it in context, Max, the, arguably the best offense in the history of the NFL is the 2000 Rams. Greatest show on turf. They averaged 7 yards per play. Mm. Their defense has given up more than that. Yeah. They so, got the fifth most penalties on offense in the NFL. They're, until they stop doing things that bad football teams do, the Chiefs are a bad football team. Might, I, maybe Dan Graziano said the Chiefs defense turns the entire league into the Chiefs offense. Yes. Yeah, that's tough. And that's when they're under they're 500-ish, a game under right now. Thank you, Dan Orlovsky. That's Dan Orlovsky giving the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Brought to you by Barbasol. Introducing Barbasol 1919 Classic Shaving Cream. Pay homage to the original. Invented over 100 years ago, this new non-aerosol formula features enhanced ingredients and exceptional glide and crisp fragrance for a shave experience like no other. Learn more at Barbasol.com. The most telling response... From the Las Vegas Raiders, when it comes to John Gruden, that's after Sports Center. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Dr. Pepper, call in line 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Um, so, John Gruden, the Raiders head coach, responding to the email leak that revealed a, an email that he sent in which he referred to Demaris Smith um, and, and characterized his lips in a, I think, way that is safe to say as all the kind of uh, Michelin tires. hallmarks of, you know, the kind of worst kind of, or, or not the worst kind, in fact, just bad racial stereotypes, um, had this to say about the whole situation. All I can say is I'm not a racist. I don't. Uh, I can't uh, tell you how sick I am. I apologize again to to, to D. Smith, um, but I feel good about who I am and what I've done my entire life. And uh, I apologize for the insensitive remarks. I had uh, no, uh, you know, I, I, I had no racial uh, intentions with those remarks at all. But uh, yes, they can. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not like that at all. But I apologize. I don't want to keep addressing it. 
Yeah, he doesn't want to keep addressing it, but as Keyshawn Johnson said earlier in the show, he's going to keep addressing it, and he doesn't make that call when he gets to stop addressing it. He's the one who said it. He doesn't have the power to say, okay, now now it's over. Key, we heard from Josh Jacobs and Derek Carr, but what was the most telling response from the Raiders? What what those guys said or how they performed? Well, I, I would I would put it out there on the field on how they performed against a young Justin Fields-led team in the Chicago Bears. I mean, Chicago Bears wasn't supposed to go into Las Vegas and get that W, but sometimes things have a lingering effect on your performance. And I certainly believe whether you have players in that locker room that would come out publicly and say anything or not, that that certainly had some effect on how they performed in that football game. They didn't go out there to lay an egg on purpose. They just, you know, you, you walk, you know how it is, Max, you're walking in the fog. You're not, you're not fully focused in all the time about things as well as the coaching staff, as well as John Gruden. I'm sure John Gruden could have called some different plays had his mind not been distracted about some of the things he said 11 years ago. Yeah, I can ima- I can only yeah. imagine being a player on an NFL team, especially the Raiders are like a program. They're like John Gruden's program. And to need to run through a wall and everyone be on the same page after the head coach not only said that but then dismissed, well, okay, I'm done talking about it. Uh, maybe, Jay, I'm not trying to run through that brick wall. See, I, I can't speak for everybody's mindset as a player because I think a lot of guys depending upon what stage of your career you're in you may not like what the coach said you may have your feelings but you also know what kind of power a guy like John Gruden yields within that organization right his relationship with the owner how that can devalue you in time so you know this is not college sports I still think guys are trying to go out there and win their games. Guys are still trying to do what's best for them in their careers to make as much money as possible. But for John Gruden personally, you can't run away from this. And I think the post-game presser, when he tried to be dismissive with the comment saying, I already apologized for this, you know, I'm done talking about it. I don't really think John Gruden is going to have the right to tell people to stop asking questions about it because this is what happens when an email leaks. Racism is about power dynamics as much as anything. And, and when no, a white and- coach sends an email to a white executive using that kind of language, that's, you know, you don't get to just then say, I'm done addressing it. Sorry, Key, no, you were saying something? No, I was going to say the, the players in that locker room are certainly trying to play football, Jay. There's no question about it, regardless to what – have taken place because it's a very serious game. You've got to go out there and you've got to play at 100 miles an hour. But sometimes when you are playing, your mind may be there, but it may not be there. You may be thinking one thing and doing another. A coach may be thinking of calling this particular play, but his mind is so off that he calls something totally different than what he would normally do. And I think that's probably what you saw in the Raiders game. I mean, you know. I didn't think they – if you would have asked me were they going to win the game yesterday before a kickoff, I would have told you no. I would have simply said, no, nah, they're not going to win. And they're Keith, just not going to win. Keith, this is the horrible part about all this. What are we not doing right now? We're not praising Justin Fields. Yeah. Like, we're not, we're, not, we're not talking about the Chicago Bears. We're not talking about a rookie quarterback in his second win in a row. Having a, like, we're talking about a situation with the coach, and I – that just it sucks. You just made at. sure to shout him out. That's a that's a good idea, Dennis in Delaware. You're on with Keyshawn J. Will and Max. 
Hey, guy, guys, thanks for taking my call. As always, I'm really having a hard time today talking football because no one who mocks another individual based on the color of their skin and the physical characteristics should be in any position of leadership. Gruden needs to be suspended immediately. Zero tolerance, zero tolerance means zero tolerance. It's just that. I'm angry just like Keyshawn and Randy Moss is. I'm an educator. I have kids. And Gruden is a bad guy because on Friday he tried to cover it up by saying he often refers to people lying as having rubber lips. And that's what he must have meant with the D. Smith remark. The Raider organization is completely tone deaf. Where is Mark Davis, a guy who's offended George Floyd's family? Where is Mike Mayock? Okay. This organization has spoken out against players kneeling for social injustice. What's going on here? I mean, I'm so, so angry he's not suspended. Um, I just can't even talk football today. Just like you said, Jay, we should be talking about Justin Fields. But, I mean, it's just, it just, we're just going backwards. And we can't sweep this under the carpet. We just can't. Dennis, I think, uh, Key, what, what's your reaction to that? Would it have, like, it seems like, like a game suspension or something. Would it at well, least be uh, Mark, a strong message? Mark Davis did uh, issue a statement, uh, I believe it was on Friday. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't give it to you. But he certainly, it was it was not something that was flattering, and I, he said something along the lines of, "It's not acceptable. The Raiders don't stand for you know that's not Raider Nation. They don't stand for this." Something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me. But he did issue a statement uh, as far as the suspension and stuff. And I, I look, I'll let the league deal with that, and I'll let the Raiders deal with how they handle the situation with John Gruden. I know what he said. You know what he said. He knows what he said. That's all. I don't. I, I don't want to get caught in it. If he should be suspended, if he should be fired, all those sort of things. Because at the end, they've got to make that decision, and they've got to live with it. They've got to make the decision on whether or not he should be coaching the team, when he should be coaching them, all that. I can't make that decision because if I say he should be fired, that's one thing. If I say he should be suspended, that's another thing. So let them make the decision and see if they get it right. Yeah, well, obviously some fans feel that way. The greatest streak in football is over. We'll tell you how it happened next. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. The AP Top 25 poll has changed. Hmm, I wonder why. Number one, Alabama dropping to fifth after their loss to Texas A&M. Oh, by the way, I'm at the fight at, at Wilder and Fury, and I'm like, Wilder is not entering the ring. What's going on? And I'm following the, the game on my phone, and uh, maybe uh, 90 seconds after the game ended, <laughs> they, were, they were in the ring. Georgia jumps to number one. Uh, rankings reaction is brought to you by Wendy's. Get a sausage or bacon, egg, and Swiss croissant for just one ninety nine at Wendy's during breakfast hours only, limited time only. Pr- uh, price and participation may vary. And to talk about the impact that Alabama losing has on the college football playoff, we bring in the great Heather Dinich. Good morning, Heather. Where is she? There she is. There she Good is. morning. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing well, morning, Heather. Good. I'm here. So, so Alabama falls to five after losing to Texas A&M. Heather, what does this mean for their playoff chances? Well, look, the reality of the situation is Alabama is now in must-win mode. And I want everybody to think about this scenario because it could happen. So Alabama wins the West, goes to the SEC championship, and loses to Georgia, which ESPN's football power index now projects So you have Georgia winning, handing Alabama their second loss. Guys, think about the top four and how hard this would be for the selection committee because you've got Georgia, the SEC champ. You've got the Big Ten champ. I'm going Buckeyes there, right? And then what do they do? I'm not putting in the ACC champ. I don't think they do either. Do they go Oregon, Cincinnati, Oklahoma? Let's go Oklahoma. Then who gets that fourth spot, right? Mm, (laughs) I Mm. mean, think about that. So that's, that's what that Alabama loss does, is it puts them in must-win situation. And the SEC can still get two teams in because if Alabama does win the SEC championship with one loss and knocks off Georgia, they probably take both of those teams. But I don't think they take Alabama with a second loss if they don't win the SEC. Heather, Ohio State is all of a sudden back up to number six after losing to Oregon in week two. Uh, how concerned should the rest of the nation be about the Buckeyes getting that fourth spot. 
Very concerned. Look, my top four this week pained me because I struggled with what I'm seeing on the field versus rewarding teams with what they have done. And that's going to be the committee's challenge. And my top four is Georgia, Iowa, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma. I think Ohio State can beat Iowa, right? I, I do. I look at what I'm seeing on the field right now, yeah. and I don't think Iowa has the offensive power to hang with the Buckeyes. Um, so very concerned, and I think right now the game of the second half of the season is going to be Ohio State-Michigan. Let's fast forward to that one. Mm -hmm. You know, I was going to ask you about Iowa being at number two. I know they're number two. I know they're undefeated. But they are they really the number two team in the country? I know they're secondary. They're creating turnovers and interceptions like no other. But are they really the number two team in the country? This week, they are. They have to be, in my mind, because you do have to reward them for what they've done on the field to this point. But here's the thing. You can even nitpick that win against Penn State because anyone who watched that realizes that after Sean Clifford got injured and left that game, Penn State's offense was not the same. I'm not going to sit here and say that Penn State would have won definitively with Clifford in that game because they were having some problems of their own, but eight False starts, guys, after he left the game is insane. But you have to give Iowa credit. Their quarterback, Spencer Petras, got off real slow, and then he turned it around, and they did what they had to do. And you have to give that defense and special teams credit for what they were able to do against Penn State. Heather, how would the committee handle that? <laughs> That's a great question. So, so everybody knows their first ranking doesn't come out until November 2nd. So there's a lot of time for Iowa undefeated teams, one-loss teams to still impress them. But there are eight new faces in that selection committee meeting room this fall. That is a lot. One of the people coming back is a coach, Tyrone Willingham. He was on the first selection committee. So you balance what you see on tape, and they go through the film with the resume and strength of schedule is so important. So I think they still reward Iowa for what they've done to this point, but I would expect it to be fluid and change. Hmm. Heather, how would you view Oklahoma watching that game the other day versus Texas down 21 points at the half? Caleb Williams comes in the second half, starts doing his thing, but are they a team that you think they'll be in the conversation when it's all said and done? I do, because, well, let's see what Lincoln Riley does with the quarterback situation. Um, Williams was outstanding. What a spark he brought to them. But, my goodness, Spencer Rattler came off the bench, and Lincoln Riley talked about how he came in for one of the most important plays of the game, and he got it done. You just can't turn the ball over, or you're going to go sit on the bench in a game like that because you can't win it with those turnovers. So I think if Oklahoma continues to progress and figures out their identity at quarterback offensively yes 100 percent and they've got more opportunities I'm excited about that Oklahoma State game to see how they fare but I, you should see the Sooners in the Big 12 championship based on what we've seen to this point mm. meantime Cincinnati's three and they got no one who's gonna doesn't look like anyone gonna knock them off right like this is gonna be interesting thank you Heather appreciate thank you, it Heather. Appreciate you Heather Heather Thanks. Dinich is brought to you by Barbasol shaving cream Barbasol comes out thick and rich and doesn't break down. That's why Barbasol is America's number one shaving cream. Close shave America. Close shave Barbasol. Big loss for Big Blue.
that left me feeling Jeez. blue and then black and blue. Oh That's next. God. KJM on ESPN Radio and heading to ESPN News on TV. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.